What's good, everybody? My name is Luke Penaloza. Uh, I'm a student athlete at Shanghai American School, also an aspiring young entrepreneur. You guys can check me out on LinkedIn at Luke Penaloza. And among other things, I'm also your host for the Lucrative Podcast. In future episodes, me and my guests will talk about how to invest your time, finding your passion and career, entrepreneurship, and so many more other topics relevant to the ever-changing world we live in. Um, if any of the content pools above interest you, or you just want some wholesome, unfiltered content from a teenager's perspective, please do drop a follow and tune in to the future episodes of the podcast. I'd say it's a lucrative opportunity that you wouldn't want to miss. Now that's more, that's enough about me and the podcast. Um, today I'm joined by Virginia Ding, Robert Chong, and Connor Chen, three rising juniors at Shanghai American School. Um, the floor is yours guys to introduce yourselves. All right, my name is Virginia Ding. Um, as Luke said, I'm a rising junior at Shanghai American School, Pushi. Um, I play sports. I like generally the science field and I'm excited to talk today. Hi, my name is Connor Chen. I'm a rising junior at Shanghai American School, Pushi. I'm interested in music and also the humanities space in general. Hi everyone, my name is Robert. Um, I'm a rising junior. I don't really do much. I just love playing Minecraft. Yeah, that's all. All right. So to dive right into it, um, we're all currently sophomores, becoming juniors soon, um, meaning we've been in the game of high school for enough time to kind of have some reflection and experience. So I like to ask guys, how has high school been for you guys? I think in general, probably, I, I would say pretty good. I think I learned a lot not only academic wise, but also about me, myself as a person, and also just generally good learning habits that help me succeed in the academic world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, likewise, I think I've learned a lot about myself, especially even though like a lot of the classes you're interacting with other people, but um, through myself, I learned a lot about how I can learn the best, um, what time I learned the best, what study time fits me the best, and Although it's been pretty tough so far, I feel like a lot of good things have come out of it too. Yeah, I think it's a whole lot different compared to middle school. Now everything kind of counts, kind of everything you do is either put into a grade book or it's like related to your college applications. So there might be some downsides to that, but I do feel like there is some pressure, but I feel that pressure is good in a way that has been pushing me to do things I would have done before and kind of push me to kind of even find my the things I love to do weirdly to say that pressure is making me do that but I found that something that's I guess something that's different comparative to middle school yeah yeah Robert as you just mentioned like I think a key part of the high school experience is the fact that there's always some sort of like comparative objective scale that kind of students are kind of like assigned a value based on I think I feel like that builds some standards as to what constitutes success and like what means failure so with so much emphasis on like success versus failure, how have you guys kind of grappled with this? Um, oh, I didn't get an A. So immediately this assignment, this whole class, I'm, I'm kind of like down bad. And, you know, you, how have you guys kind of dealt with that kind of kind of scale and like kind of the hill to kind of climb? Yeah, I would say this is something that personally I also need to work on, but something especially over the course of like the last semester online that has really helped me is that if I don't get a score I want, I see that as like an evidence of my learning as in like, let's say I don't get above a 92.5 and based on the score I get, then I know how far away I am from an A and I can from that 
basically see how much effort I need to put in and do that and use and put in that effort to achieve the results I want. So if you have a mindset of seeing your scores as a representation of your learning rather than something that represents your own self-worth, I think that helps a lot. Definitely. I think with like scores kind of meaning the world to a lot of students, like if they don't get an A, a lot of students, especially as a byproduct of the culture they're brought up in, they'll feel like, oh, I've messed up really bad. Everything's going downhill. They kind of feel like the snowball effect's going to roll in. Um, what are some tips or maybe like experiences you guys had with kind of dealing with kind of failure, quote unquote failure, as students like to define it in high school? Oh, um, I guess you can go look for teachers. That's something I did um, this semester, especially at the start of the semester. Um, last semester, I didn't do so well in English. So I went to the teacher and asked her, um, Miss Kelly, she's a really nice teacher. And then I asked her about how I could improve. And she definitely gave me some really useful tips. And I remember one being like, kind of don't think of school and academics as something that's different or that's apart from your daily life. Try to integrate that within your daily life don't view it as some like thing that you're forced to do and you don't really find that much fun in it try to integrate it into your daily life into whatever you do that you find is fun and I feel like through that way like especially for the tone unit in English this year I tried to do like I try to integrate it within my personal life I try to like ask people what was the tone of this how was this person speaking what tone was he speaking in where she was speaking so when I try to integrate these things into my daily life like according to my teacher's advice, I found that really useful and actually raised my grade. So definitely go seek out your teacher because you never know what kind of advice they might give you. And yeah. That's actually really funny because like just with our like um, chat with us four people, um, although tone, the tone unit was obviously really tough, but like over time when somebody says something, we would be like, oh, that tone is really like satirical or something like that. And just saying like integrate it in your life, try to find some fun out of it. Like learning doesn't have to just be like head on studying all day long. And although like you can make jokes out of it, you're also studying for it at the same time. So find like a point where you can um, kind of take it lightly. And I feel like the knowledge will come more naturally that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of the learning and any school is orientated towards some like aspect of real life, unless you're doing like theoretical algebra or something like that, then it's not the case. But most of the learning we do, especially at this age, has some real life skill attached to it. I think as soon as you recognize that, then it becomes a lot easier to learn and things. Right? And I think a good example of that would be our homeostasis unit in biology, where our teacher through like making us design our own lab sort of forced us to view this really abstract topic of homeostasis within the lens of like something we can apply to our day-to-day -day lives. And I think that made the learning a lot easier. And yeah, through that, I think by understanding the real world implications of something, you really progress your learning that way. Mm -hmm. I think with so much like application to like our actual lives and how we want to kind of live the rest of it, with school subjects being kind of intertwined, as you guys said, to kind of integrate it into your own lives. I think a big part of your life is spent thinking about the future, about what you're going to do in the next phase. I think as, as high school students, we're always being kind of forced to look at the long run as like, I'm in, in, for example, in course selections, 
you'll be taking a certain amount of courses. You pick certain courses based on your interests, but you're also picking that with um, some filtering as to how that's going to impact your future. And I think with that point you guys mentioned about integrating the subjects you learn into your own life, um, what do you guys think like the course selection and all this talk about the future, what kind of impact do you guys think that has on high schoolers and how you kind of play out and develop as a person? I think like when you look at your transcript, you can have like, it's kind of like hard to balance because one, on one hand you can have really good grades, like a 4.0, but then if you look at the courses you're taking, they could be no APs or something. However, you can take like a bunch of APs and then yeah, your course load is really heavy and it's like hard to balance. Therefore you get lower grades. So a lot of the time you, it's like hard to balance both of them. You can't really always have like, not everyone can have a really heavy course load, but then a 4.0 at the same time. And I don't want to make it seem like even worse, but like grades and um, like ACT and SAT, that's just like the key to the door and uh, for like a good school. But like it takes other things like extracurriculars for you to get through that door. So I think a lot of people um, may need to shift their mindset to think about more like chasing their passion, passion do something more um, like more unique. And maybe that will help you stand out if you can't really just like fit into the school's grading system or something. Yeah, for sure. I think as students, we probably have two dates that we all universally look forward to. And that's when the semester one report card comes out and the semester two report card comes out. And I think when your whole life kind of revolves around those two dates, it's not really healthy, like on your mental health or like even on your physical health, if you're like the type of person to get really anxious like myself. So I think you can oftentimes a good thing to do is really like focus on the present and sometimes, you know, acknowledge the fact that you're not really happy and then just take some time to do what you'd like and make yourself happier. I think that positively benefits your academics, but it really forces you to center yourself and like not focus on the big picture for a bit. And I think that's always good for people like us, where we're always thinking about the big picture of our college admissions. But I believe it's also really good to focus on yourself as a person in a given moment and do something that you like. Mm -hmm. To kind of like synthesize what Virginia and Connor were saying, uh, you guys talk a lot about passion, doing what you love, finding time to kind of break away from the traditional or conventional things to do as a high schooler. So how do you guys think like the high school system as a whole has prepared, has prepared you to do so? I feel like sometimes some high school systems are better than others there's always pros and cons i just like to hear you guys' opinions on maybe the current high school system you've experienced and maybe others you've seen and how that relates to kind of how you filter out your passions and how you find time to do things for yourself i feel like our school is definitely a lot less i guess tiring in terms of the coursework and the rigor of the courses comparative to like other, I guess, and especially in Shanghai, like more local schools, like the school I went to during elementary school, SHSID, like I heard from many of the students there that the course load is really, really, uh, it's a lot. They have to take like eight tests for final exams. And it's just not very, not very reasonable. Not, I guess it's causing many people to have, even have depression. So I guess, I you should be aware of like the course load and the things that you do but you also should like kind of 
think about other people because I think sometimes we do complain about maybe it is pretty hard at SAS or we get an A minus. But if you think of other people, other people might have like way worse times than us. And in terms of course load and also tests, they might have much more rigorous schedules and things like that. So I definitely do think SAS does give us a lot of space and free time in terms of pursuing our passions and be able to develop extracurriculars, which we do see in the people that succeed in SAS, especially our senior classes here. And we can really see them pursuing a wide variety of interests and being really good at areas of extracurriculars. And these are people that we look up to. So, yeah. Yeah, to add on to Robert, I think it's really great how we have a school that really puts a lot of emphasis on extracurriculars. And that's, that's not saying that our school is not very academically rigorous because I think it can be. But also, like, they give you the choice to be balanced with it. You can decide on how many classes you take. But also with that, you get a lot more options in terms of your actual curriculars. Like, I don't think many schools, especially in a place like Shanghai, like, offer as many sports as we do. I think we have basically all major sports that are played in university, maybe with, like, the exception of lacrosse. But, like, even then, we have so many options for all sorts of people to join. And I think that's really good for balancing your work and life. And honestly, it's a high school system that benefits those who are willing to make choices for themselves. Mm -hmm. I think, as you just mentioned, Connor, with like having a, our school, for example, having a wide variety of um, sports or just extracurricular activities to participate in general, um, I think there's huge value in trying new things, kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. I know, Connor, you just revisited playing soccer this year. I feel like experiences like that, where you kind of put yourself out there again, especially when you're as malleable as you are as a high schooler, I think it's very beneficial to kind of take risks. I think taking educated risks. And I think that's super important towards our development as high schoolers and students and as people in general, actually. So what, what do you guys think is the value or maybe some tips or insights you guys have had on taking risks in high school? Yo, hello. Um, yeah, I guess taking risks. Uh, I think we all should take some risk. I think we do currently take a lot of risk. If you just look at the courses that everyone takes, everyone's taking five, four to five to six APs. Although I wouldn't really say that that's like a healthy thing, considering that how much sleep you have to give up for that. But that's definitely a risk that I don't know if we want to take it, but we're definitely taking it. I feel like we all talked, we, we've already talked about how to cope with, I guess, ex, like a lot of stress, how to cope with academic pressures. But I do feel like there are certain risks that we do want to take, but there are certain risks that I guess we're pressured into taking. And then I don't really know what's going to happen in terms of how people are going to deal with that risk. But I do think that people are going to do pretty well. And that's been like a risk that every class that proceeded or are, have already graduated have taken up, like simply due to the fact of like college admissions and all that in terms of pressure. Yeah, I, I think, think when like, there's a, oh. wait, go ahead, Virginia. Okay, uh, sorry. So I think, um. All of us have taken risks, but like, just to point out, like Luke doing this podcast could be a risk right now. Like, you don't know if it will work out and hopefully it does, but if it does like blow up or something, you're gonna have to dedicate a lot of time for that. And it could be hard to balance with uh, school and stuff. And just for like myself and for the people listening here, like 
I took the risk for going to the path of ACT because I asked a bunch of people and they all said that they're taking the SAT. But this is like what I took from this is that you need, to, you need to know what's best for you. And I know that the ACT is best for me under the circumstances I work under. Like I can work fast, but I, I prefer like easier questions, which is what the ACT offers. So what I'm trying to say is like, even though the majority of people are doing something, that doesn't mean you have to follow that um, path. You can pave your own path and um, it could work out really well for you. Along the lines of kind of not following traditional or conventional or like what your peers are doing, I think that great example of kind of choosing ACT versus ACT, uh, SAT based on kind of personal preference, I think that kind of shows this theme of competition and peer pressure in high school. You have a lot of choices to make that are very impactful. And so most of the time, a lot of students will kind of put aside what they personally feel more comfortable with just to do what everyone else is doing. I guess to maybe feel a sense of security or a sense of stability to kind of know that everyone else will be doing what you're doing. But I feel like there's definitely a pros and cons for that. I was just wondering if you guys had any insights on kind of competition, peer pressure, and kind of just following the wave of what others are doing. I think at the end of the day, like peer pressure is really prevalent, especially in the school like SAS and especially in like freshman and sophomore year where everyone takes basically the same course. And if you don't take the same courses, it's only like a one class difference. So I think there's a lot of opportunities for you to like subconsciously compare yourself to others. And especially like in tests where you try really hard and you study a lot, but you don't get the results that you really wanted, you feel really bad, right? And I think especially in comparison to other people who did get the results that they want. So I think that is a negative of having like that amount of peer pressure. I'm hoping that gets better next year where we all take really different courses. So you don't really have to compare yourself to others. But I think at the end of the day, like the nature of high school and like as much as a lot of people try to sugarcoat it, like I think everyone ultimately will be competing for spots in universities. And I think that just makes people really competitive and feel bad when they don't do as well as others. But that isn't necessarily the mind that you have to take I think it's always important to recognize that high school is only like one small part of your really long life and I think with that just keep in mind that you don't necessarily have to like feel terrible over one test because it's like a marathon not a sprint yeah I do agree that peer pressure has been quite I guess there has been a lot of peer pressure recently in terms of like ninth and tenth grade because everyone's kind of taking similar courses, especially in 10th grade, because, you know, you can only choose, you, there's only some courses that you actually have a choice over to take like a harder course. So if you don't take that harder course, you kind of like stand out in a way that kind of, I guess people not really shame you, but you just feel bad about yourself because you see these people taking these hard courses and doing well and you feel like you aren't really as intellectual compared to these people because you're not taking up the same challenge you're not doing the same things that have the same amount of rigor and I feel like 10th grade we can really see in terms of a push like a lot of people I guess joined in at the start of the year because of the fact that a lot of people a lot of friends actively kind of pressure them to join a push because being like a person who studies a push it's considered as like being smart 
or like being intellectual because you know you're doing this hard AP course at 10th grade. But in fact, I don't think a push might be a perfect fit for everyone, especially if you're not a person that really loves history, if you're not really into memorizing dates and figures and historical events. And that really made a lot of people realize that they shouldn't really be kind of driven around by peer pressure. Rather, they should be more focused on what they truly themselves truly love to do. And I feel like even though the lesson was learned, the lesson was quite a hard lesson to learn. I guess a lot of people didn't realize that self-discovery should be placed above, I say, I guess more than like peer pressure. I feel like that's something that we should promote more. It's more self-discovery compared like compared to let's say something like peer pressure and just follow following your friends or following the people around you blindly. Mm -hmm. I think what Robert you just mentioned is like a huge factor of the mindset, which I think also comes from like the culture that students are brought up in. Like for our school, and for example, like SAS, it's a very competitive school. Um, every student, as Connor said before, they kind of know at the back of their minds that they're all competing for those limited spots at university. And so it's almost like a cutthroat game of who's doing the best at the moment. And so I think an important note for all like the listeners out there and just any high schoolers in general, it's to kind of adopt this mindset of, yes, other people are doing well. Um, what can I learn from them? Like who's doing well and what are they doing that I'm not doing? I think if you approach it from that kind of perspective, instead of feeling that you're behind, you could kind of see it as a learning opportunity, which I think Connor kind of touched on earlier when mentioning results and not getting them. Um, he can look at like the scores and he'll know himself what he needs to do. I think you could even take it a step further, um, kind of take advantage of the competition that you see because everyone's constantly discussing on the latest test or the latest material. I think you could take it a step further by looking at others, what they're doing, kind of copying that to your game and then just moving forward still as an individual rather than kind of following a wave as Robert had talked about. Yeah, I think- Yeah, one... I know what. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think one huge thing in high school that I learned is to not to lie to yourself because, um, I mean, I still do this, but uh, throughout the whole of ninth grade, I lied to myself saying that um, even though piano is like a huge passion of mine, it's been a hobby since I was six years old. I lied to myself saying that I don't have time to play the piano when in reality, um, I did have time and I was starting schoolwork at like 10 p.m. to like midnight or something when uh, I could have started way earlier. But I was just deciding to sit in my chair and watch YouTube, watch videos, watch Netflix and all that stuff. And I could have used that time to play piano and relax by doing something that I like. So just, just you need to know like how to manage your time. But on top of that, not to lie to yourself when your parents ask you, why don't you have time to um, do something you love, like the sports you want to play or the um, instrument you want to play. And yeah, that's basically it. And I know I just said like a couple of minutes ago that like everyone is competitors, but I do believe that's like one pessimistic mindset out of like the hundreds you could have as a high schooler. I think it's really great today that we discussed a lot of different aspects of high school, like our, uh, our just overall the style of our high school and how those extracurricular activities really help us as individuals. I think it was a great discussion with everyone and I'll hand it off to Luke for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
that was very, very and very insightful stuff, guys. Uh, to wrap it all up, I'd like to thank our guests, which is you guys, for joining me for the first episode of the Lucrative Podcast. Um, personally, I think it was a banger. Uh, it was a real pleasure to have you all on the show. And as for the audience, you guys can find all the apps and links for our guests in the description of this episode. And with that being said, I hope you guys, uh, I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the end. Please drop a follow and I hope it was a lucrative experience for you all.